The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Oh, well, look who stepped in the booth for a Wednesday. We got the media mashing. Man, they say dropping some wisdom, man. I, I think I got the guys around the table that's going to do that. Mm. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr., Fort Worth Star Telegram. My man, Youssef. Wait a minute. Saad Youssef right. from The Atlantic. I'm not going to mess that the up, athletic. man. Yeah, my, my, yep. The Athletic. Yes. My man. And... You, I know you from somewhere. I think uh, I've, I've seen you a few times. Nick Eatman, <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Good, man. Doing good. All right, well, listen, man, I always start every podcast. I always check in with people, man. I think we don't check on our people enough. So I'll go mm-hmm. around the table just to see what's good with you. How are you doing? Nick, I'm going to start with you. I've never been on this side of the table. Uh, is it a new is a new vantage point for you? It is, and it is brighter than, than, uh, than usual, but that's okay. I like it. Uh, it's good. Why, why are you looking at me like that? Claire? I'm just looking, man. Uh, I'm like, what side of the table? You mean you usually here? Uh, I'm usually right here, but uh, but I, you know, these lights. You need some sunglasses. Right. I can get some sunglasses. I've seen you on that side of the table on Media Mash, though. Uh, over there, yeah, it's good. No, but you're right. you're good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, sorry. Mo- moving right along. I'm good. Sod, what's up, man? Living the dream. You got this. Is a this is a fun time because you got football moving into November, which is always the best time in football season, and also. For the first time in 13 years, we got all four pro sports teams in Dallas in season on the right. same day. We got Stars, Mavericks, Cowboys, oh, and Rangers. Have so, they ever played on the time. same day? I don't think I don't think all four have. No, it's going to be it'd be they're, hard for Sunday. I mean, they're, they're not going to allow it for Major League Baseball. They did a nice job. They've got you know they they got made <laughs> we'll sure that they they're not on any Sunday of yeah. Major League Baseball. Clarence, how are you? You know, you're never supposed to ask the old person how they're doing. I mean, you know, I got little, I got a little sciatica over here. I got a little ailment, right? You know, you, old folks tell you about the ailments, you know. you never seen that. They, but that's why you check when, on when people. You, you never a, know. You ask the old person how they're doing, they will tell you every little ailment they <laughs> have. Got an earache, you know, toothache, all that. I got stomach. I didn't wake up. I didn't sleep too well. I, <laughs> now I'm good, man. It's all good, man. <laughs> it's we're, all, we're, we're good. We, we're recharged. We had a good bye week. I, I had a trip to Houston. I've been trolling on social media. I'm having a good week. <laughs> Trolling on social media. Trolling. That's a dangerous place to be, man. I'll tell you what. That's Clarence lives. That's my wheelhouse. That's my wheelhouse. It's, well, it's like I got you, I got your media members in here, and I'm a, I'm not gonna waste none of your time. I'm gonna get this tea. I'm gonna get all the scoop on what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. But I'm gonna start off with the weekly interview that Jerry Jones did on 105.3 The Fan. I'm sure you guys heard that interview where he basically, and I'm prefacing, that we're not gonna make any trades unless trades come to us. Now. Clarence, I'm going to start with you. When you heard that interview and you got that little tidbit, what were the thoughts going through your head? We like our guys. We like our guys. We we, we like our guys. We like our football team. We like our guys. That, that, that's not a good Jerry voice? I'm just listening. It's we like our guys. You know, um, it's not surprising. I mean, we, we've been covering this team a long time, and this is what they do now. Of course, since he was so public with it, he might surprise you and do something. Right. But right, that's, <laughs> you, that's what I took. Out you know, of it. he's like, so okay. public. He's so public. We might surprise to do some. My thing is this, and, and I've said this all along. You know, be all in, okay. And I, I know you like your guys, but there are things that you can do to improve this football team. And the whole notion of it has to come to me, and we don't want to be, you know, out there aggressive because we might get took on a deal or whatever else. And and I'm worried about 
signing Micah three years down the road. You've been haven't been to the Super Bowl in 28 years. Make the moves necessary to win now. The, the opportunity is there. It's, it's, it's right there for the taking. The NFC is wide open. If there's a deal to be made, make the deal to improve this team. And, yes, I know Mike talked about on Monday about not looking at other teams and not being motivated by what other teams are doing. But the Eagles made a move last year to get A.J. Brown. They moved this year to get a Pro Bowl safety, even though they were already one of the favorites, to improve their team, improve their chances to get to the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with that thinking. I also think that you know, looking at looking at the Eagles, even though you're not going up against against them this week or whatever, you still have to. You're still in the arms race with them, and they're not just doing it at the trade deadline. They signed Julio Jones last week too, which whatever's left in that tank. The point is, they're still making moves and being aggressive to see that. And I think I think you don't know what the other team is going to be willing to part with. I mean, until you pick up the phone and call them. I mean, the Tennessee Titans look like they're just in a, they're, they're open for business. <laughs> right. if, if your running game is struggling and if Derrick Henry can be had for something, then why wouldn't you look into that? That's just an example. But I, I think you're if you're at this level that you claim to be at, then you're not competing against the, uh, you know, the bottom tier. You're looking at the 49ers, the Eagles, maybe the Detroit Lions, things like that. And that's who you have to go off of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, I agree with Clarence that, that you know, we, we got to, you know, we want to see them go all in at, at some point. They they haven't done that. Um, they haven't gone all in. They they have been aggressive, but but I don't think, you know, no one – no one really cares about the moves if they don't work out. You know what I mean? If they if, if Julio Jones doesn't play a snap, then that won't be one of the moves the Eagles made when they talk about it. Or, you know, it's got to be a Von Miller type thing that the Rams did. Or let's see what, you know, Kevin Baird did, whatever. If if Anthony Barr had had 10 sacks last year, then that would have been a type of move. If Jason Peters would have been the guy that started a lot of games and all that, that would have been that type of move. I think they've made in the neighborhood of those moves – but not a big splashy one. Um, so I, I think it's not against what they do. They just haven't maybe gone to the level that that you know we'd like for them to do and make one of those big you know Amari Cooper type moves. Because I think when you look at it, that move did not work. Now when you did not ahead. work Go ahead, for them, Clarence. it did not work. Why? Why it was wrong with your neck? Because he should still be on the team. Well, it, he, he it would have worked if he still he but, should still but, be on the team. But it didn't because he's not on the team, so it, it did not it work. Was, it did not work. You don't. But give those a first are decisions. Those are decisions they made. I mean, it's like you signing, letting you know Cedric Wilson go and letting Mario Cooper go and signing Michael Gallup. That didn't. That hasn't worked either. I mean, right. But, but what I'm saying is, I, I I hear you. Ultimately, because he's not on the team, it didn't work. Right. But. They're the reasons why it didn't work. Okay. Well, regardless, I mean, 2019 first round pick, which was for Amari Cooper, is not on the team in 2022. That's not a good pick. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's I, first round. So that, that's all I'm saying. I, I I didn't like the trade. I would I didn't like that trade. I didn't like the the Gallup resign. I, I would have resigned Cedric Wilson. We talked about that too. I, I, all all I'm saying is is I think Jerry looks at it like Galloway. Nah, that didn't work. I mean, for what he gave up. And Roy Williams, the, the receiver, that didn't work. And then, you know, and now, you know, you, you go in for Amari Cooper, and it, it worked for a little bit, and they re-signed him, but, you know, it didn't mesh. 
But why so, don't I take you to t- take you to task on this then? If you're looking around the NFL, and especially if we're just talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. NFC East, right? Yeah, we're yeah. talking Philly. And Howie Roseman goes out and he goes and gets a free safety from, from the Titans who's mm-hmm. open for business. And you look at that as a splash. You mm-hmm. think that that piece that Philadelphia added to an already talented mm-hmm. roster puts them even more over the top. When you look at the Dallas Cowboys roster and by position, is there a specific position room that you're saying – Jerry, get on the phone because if you make this call, I know we can't mention anybody specifically, guys, but I'm saying there's a group Too that late, you say. Sod. <laughs> you got to jump that. But still, at the same time, is there a position group that you make the call for? I mean, I got a lot of position groups. Well, give me that, one. That, that you make the call for? I mean, what's the call? I mean, I, I think they could use help at receiver. You know, I, I think they could use help at linebacker. I think they could use help um, at cornerback. You know, I think they can use help a tight end. You know, I'm just just that's yeah. just spitballing. I mean, but my thing is, let's turn over every rock. Okay. Let's not just go into this and, and say we're good. Yeah. And, and 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 so that's you know so whatever that is, whatever position it is, certainly the Eagles needed help at safety, and and you know they lost the safety in the offseason. One of the guys they picked up last year midseason left, and if and, and that that was and then they of Monte Maddox got hurt, and so it was a hole there. You know, and, and they needed to improve with Kevin Beard uh, going getting him from Tennessee. But you know, it, it's they know their team better than anybody. You know, and, and so we can talk about who we think uh, where they need help. But I, I'm just saying that I they need to not just rest on their laurels of what they did in off season and say we're good. You know, we like these guys and 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 go forward when you're not turn over every rock. I also think that you have to look at it not just at what position you need right now, but what position, what what can the domino effect be? So maybe you look at outside corner and you think you're set with Gilmore and Bland, but if you can go get another good outside corner, then that puts Bland back inside, and then that has that upgrades your roster in in a bigger way than just yeah. one single position. So I think you look at it that way. I think you also look at the defensive tackle position. Obviously, that's been that's been talked about here for for a few years now. So um, I think for me. Corner and uh, and defensive tackle would probably be the ones. Yeah, for me, I would probably go for a running back. But I only, yeah, and I didn't say running back. Yeah, only if um, it's a situation that I can get a guy for you know multiple years. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think this is a team. I could be wrong, but I don't think the Cowboys are at the level where you go and and you give up a couple of draft picks for a guy that's going to be here this year. And then after that, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if they have a Max Scherzer type, and that's baseball oh, reference. But okay. that's but that's different because it's a different league. I get it. But you know, that's kind of for right now for this year to try to go over the top. I don't know if the Cowboys should do that. I think if they're going to get a guy, anybody, I think I'm, I'm getting a guy in the last year of his first, uh, you know, first contract, 26, 25 years old, and and going into you're going to have to pay him again. But that's the idea. We're trading for him because we want to sign him. You know, long term after this year, and nobody pays running back. So why are we talking? About okay, it? well, they, they do it. They, they do it. I mean, go get. Yeah, that's that's the problem. You probably. You know, I'm not going to name any names, yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you have a really a big yeah, running back, yeah. a big strong running back that's that's a, a bruiser that that can maybe lighten the load for Tony Pollard because I don't know if this is working out for Tony Pollard like well, this. And he's on the last year of his deal. Right. As so, well. so you got you got all kinds of issues of running back next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, who's who's under contract, Deuce? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Seriously. basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I just yeah. So yeah, running back is certainly. I I I think that when 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 you look at it offensively, they need a hammer in the running game. They need a mismatch tight end receiver in the red zone. Those are those are 
things that this team does not have a need. Right. So let, let me ask you this, guys. As media guys, y'all had your week off, had an opportunity to look over your notes on what you thought about this team. And grade-wise, just overall thoughts on this team, where are you at with them? As, as for, let's get A, a to F. What do, you, what do you grade this whole team at right now? I mean, I, I'd give them a, like a B minus. And I think it's you're looking at it in two ways. First of all, you're looking at relative to expectations. And then secondly, I'm looking at it offense versus defense as well. So um, offensively, I'm, I, honestly, I'm just a little lost. I don't really know what the identity is. I don't know what they're trying to do um, offensively. Defensively, they've had some a couple of hiccups after starting out real fast and, and you know having these conversations about the 85 Bears and 2000 Ravens <laughs> and all that stuff. It hasn't looked like that consistently. And so, but Four and two is still four and two, and nice. and I think you can't overlook that. And especially, I think after, you know, what happened with the 49ers and the Eagles also losing. I mean, you're not just talking about you need to be at this level. It's relative to the rest of the league. And right now, they're right there with the 49ers. They're right there with the Eagles in the standings. And so I, yeah. I think I think that has to be considered. Uh, yeah, B for me. I mean, I, I agree with that. And I, I've never been one, you know, when you're talking about grades, it gets real tricky because it reminds you back when you were in college or high, high school or whatever because a grade is a grade. It doesn't matter if the valedictorian has never had a, a B in her life. If she gets an 85, that's an 85. Now, is she, is she depressed? Yeah, or he, whatever. But I'm just saying, it's still the grade. So it doesn't, expectation to me doesn't go factor into a grade so I, I go with the b mainly because they lost to a really bad football team so that 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 shows me that you know you have and you got blown out by a really good team so you're kind of right there you haven't beat anyone that's great but you've had you know some solid wins so yeah four um four and two says if, if you if i'd have told you going to the season based on the early schedule they were four and two you'd be okay with that you know, considering the Probably. Jets and, yeah. you know, and yeah. the 49ers. What, what you what, thought, thought Jets, you would say, okay, that's, that's not a bad start because they're, you know. Mm -hmm. But knowing what we know now, you know, they should be 5-1. and one. There, There's no excuse for what happened in, in Arizona. I mean, whether they sure they got blown out by the 49ers, but, you know, whether they lost a close game and blowout game, you know, that was probably a game they probably were going to lose. Um, so they should be 5-1 and one in, my, in my book going into this next stretch. Uh B sounds right because of inconsistency, and I hear you about, you know, saying I don't grade on expectations, but I also don't grade on the curve either. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's how you look at it. Uh, this team should be better than that, you know, and they should have played better than they played. And and but but they're four and two. So um, defensively, there's some questions out there. They're not as strong as we thought they were offensively. They certainly don't look like the team that we we thought they were going to be. And so uh, the good news is. They have a chance to flip that. And Mike McCarthy talked about, you know, September football, and he's, he's right. You don't really know. And I've preached all the time. It's a week-to-week -week league. People make these referendums on who's good and who's bad, you know, based on what we see in September. And, and now that we kind of got an understanding of who everybody is and what they can do, now is really the time where you kind of uh, – you see, people can make differences going into October, and the Cowboys have a chance to really make a stand. They got four Nexus games at home. Uh, they should at least go five and one in this stretch. You know, 
we can talk about whether they should be Eagles or not, but they should go at least five and one in this stretch. Four next games at home. They won ten straight games at home. They have a chance to win eleven straight games mm-hmm. against the Rams. No Cowboys team has done that since ninety one, ninety two. Of course, that's when they won their first of their three Super Bowls in the nineties. But this is a chance to really make some hay right now. I also think that it's not. It doesn't always look the same. When the, when we talk about that forty ers loss. I know a loss is a loss in the standings, but I go back to a couple years ago when the Cowboys opened against the Buccaneers and they barely lost. And I remember the vibe of the team around the team was, you know what, this was Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It was opening night, and and you're right there. And it was very upbeat, and it was very demoralizing. And Mike McCarthy talked about that last week and that, you know, they looked back a little too much after that 49ers loss. And so I think that also contributes to it being a little bit lower. Well, hold on now, because on, on, you know, and I've talked about this all the time. Nate Newton and I go back and forth about moral victories, and I use that Tampa Bay game, that first one, Mm -hmm. because you have to – you can't say that – Without saying that they won five straight after that game, right? You know that's that's a thing. So they did. They used that to boost them. If you're saying on the flip side for the 49ers, that's why I think that win against the Chargers was huge. Exactly because yeah. it, it stopped all that. It stopped. Oh, oh, is this loss going to linger? No, it didn't. It didn't. They went out on Monday night football. You know, with you can call that home game if you want, but they they went you know into L.A. and beat the, beat the Chargers. That was a huge game. It's the first time you know they were averaging their margin. Aver- the average margin of victory was 27 points in the first four games. I mean, all these blowout games. So right. that was a three-point game, and it, and that's the way you're going to have to play in the, you know get in December and January. It's going to be those type of games. So I hear what you're saying about demoralizing, but that's why it was so important to beat the Chargers and kind of stop that that from free flowing. And, and two things for me: one being before the season, like you said, Clarence, you would have never give. Be- thought of this roster in terms of B talent-wise because everybody kind of assumed that this was an A talent Mm -hmm. that everyone put together. Now that it's played together, you kind of have your questions about this defense, the running game, uh, the the yards they give up, and also Tony Pollard. I think you have those questions where you're saying, man, how are they going to use utilize Tony Pollard? Because he doesn't seem like the player that you had when he was paired right. with Zeke. But on the other side, just keeping it real with you on the San Francisco game, it seems like that was two losses. It was one loss. It felt like two because everybody came into that game saying, oh, this is a measuring stick game. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and you get blown out by San Francisco and, oh, by the way, Two weeks later, they, they've yeah, lost two games in a yeah, row. They're not that good either. <laughs> so you got to be asking yourself questions now about a measuring stick game versus a team that now has lost two in a row. Which is why Jerry on the radio, when you go back to Jerry on the radio, he was even – that's why he brought up the San Francisco game. Well, they went out and lost to Minnesota, and their quarterback played well, and, and he, he pointed all those things out, and which is another reason why he said they weren't on the level of San Francisco. But, of course – San Francisco's a different team on the road. Those, yeah, those two losses on the road. Those the quarterback, which I've said from the beginning, making play from behind, making play in a type game. I mean, he looks great yeah. when things are going great, but no one put him in a situation where he had to play from behind or play in the close game and make plays that count. Ask him to make plays that count. He's not the same golden bug quarterback. And also, when we talk about measuring stick games, I understand from a the playoff history and everything that they had, but. It, it was early October, and, and just because they lost big in that game doesn't have to linger on um, to anything in November and December. And I always go back to the Patriots got blown out against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football in 2014, and this was before they had the whole second-run dynasty, all that stuff. That's when Brady was done and Belichick was done. 
they won the Super Bowl that year and they came back from all that. So my point is, is you know, in late September, early October, those aren't those aren't necessary. Those are measuring stick games from a team to team standpoint. But that time of year, what what McCarthy's talking about, September football, October eighth is still an extension of September yeah. football. And so you're looking to what happens after that. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals game, to me, the, the one saving grace there is that, I mean, you had 19 Pro Bowlers that, I mean, 19 combined Pro Bowls that missed that game from the week before. I mean, I mean, it's just, it, you, you can call it an excuse, but three Pro Bowl players on your offensive line, that, that was a challenge. And Diggs as well. Um, and, and, you know, th- th- that's their only win of the season. Th- that's not a good football team. The, the more concerning one was the 49ers, that you were healthy and, you, and it was a game. Let's see where you stand. And they were knocked out in the first. I, I'm just the opposite. I think I think that at the end of the season you're going to really hate that 49ers loss. I mean that that, that Cardinals loss. We, yeah, you know, but I, I'm just saying. But but don't you think? I mean, can't we see the reason? I, I, no, we the, can't yeah. see the reason. You don't see the three. no, no, not right. defensively. No, All right. defensively, Diggs had nothing to do with the running game getting gashed. I, I, Diggs I, I, is not a great run support guy. I mean, the running game got gashed from. From jump. If they play the Cardinals tomorrow in Arizona, who do you think wins well, the I mean, game? They, no, I'm asking you. The who Cowboys do you think should win the game. Do you think they win? Do you I, think they're favorite? I thought they won the last time. Do you think that, I, I, mean, I would have said the same thing before last game, though. It doesn't matter, though. I'm talking about right now, since you saw the last game, do you think they'll, they'll be favored to win? Yes. What about the 49ers? Do you think they'll be favored to beat no. them because of what you saw? Because be, be, even before that, I didn't pay them to win the first game, though. That, that's my point, though. What you saw against <laughs> the 49ers makes you think, man, they're not on the same level right now. What you saw against the Cardinals no, I, sounds I, like a fluke. I, I think that I, – I, I guess I'm, I'm different because I think that the 49ers game, looking back, since we're all looking back now, was more about a bad day at the office. You know, especially with the 49ers, the way they lost the last two weeks. I mean, I think that was just a bad day. They got it was a bad day. The office, and it, is, it, it could have been demoralized. It was demoralized at the time because they talked so much. Right. They did talk too much. They put so much on the game, and they went out and laid an egg. But to me, the game that they're going to be regretting, potentially regretting at the end of the season, is the Cardinals game. I don't care that three offensive line was out and Diggs got hurt. They that game should not have happened. Well, it's the media match. I, I feel smarter already. This guy just put us in the Super Bowl. I heard what he said. <laughs> hey, yes, that's what he just did. Saad Youssef oh, just put us in the Super Bowl. I heard that he is. Is the quarterback Tom Brady? No, but you all gave right. the comparison. But that's all I need to go off of. My man, Nick mm-hmm. Eatman, Clarence Hill Jr. the Builder. We will be right back with more media match. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're 
faster than you think. Take five, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Back here on the Media Mash. I feel smarter already. I mean, I got this brain power around me. These guys who write these great articles, surrounded by guys like Saad Youssef, Clarence Hill, the legend, Clarence Hill Jr. Legend. The legend. This man's a I, I you, you don't think so? Oh, I agree. Oh, oh God. trust me. This is a legend right I'm just, here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just old. I, trust me. I, he I covered me when I was in high school. This yeah. a whole, this a whole goat right here, man. What you talking about? Yeah. Old, old. Yeah, I remember old. when Clarence headbutted Chris Beam in a media game, like spearing. <laughs> what? In a flag I, football. Wait media a minute. Game. Is there possible that Chris Beam didn't tell me a story? He was concussed. He was concussed. He doesn't remember. Uh, how about Mickey tripping? How about Mickey tripping Chris Bream? Okay, with True. the crutches. Okay, True. in San Antonio. True. True. <laughs> those media games. We didn't do that anymore. No. Oh man. My my my. How things have changed. Yeah. Nick, yeah. I man, you know what? You had a social media post. It, oh. it made me sad, dog. Oh, no. When you posted a picture, you was like before and after. Oh yeah. And you show, I was like, yeah. And then I think some, some on there at the end is like, hadn't seen the Super Bowl or something like that in right. a long time. Yep. Oh yeah. Of course, somebody's got to do that. That's why. That's why <laughs> Twitter sucks. I'm sorry. It sucks. What happened? No. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for joining the show, Clarence. Um, no, no. It was. I, it was just something about. No, I, it was my 500th game. That's yeah. what it yes, was. Yes, that's so exactly I, uh, what it was. 500 games. And, uh, and obviously, I was, you know, a few cheeseburgers ago for me. So, uh, you know, it looked different and all that. But then somebody's got to jump in there and say, oh, all those games and no Super Bowl, which is not true. I've actually I, I covered a Super Bowl. Um, really, we're doing this? I covered a Super Bowl. Really? But I've never covered a championship game. I don't know what the NFC championship game was like. But, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you can't say, you can't watch a game and go, Man, great job. You know, great job, Texas Rangers. Because then it's, well, somebody in Arlington's won. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, so that's why it kind of takes the listen, fun out of it. Because I know, I know who the, you know. It does take the fun out of it. But listen, but and, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a social media guy, and, yes. and I like to get in those conversations. Right. But these are all extensions of other conversations. It's always about the Cowboys and what they've done, okay? So, yes, you guys covered 500 games. You covered the Cowboys. So, 
Which I know, which, I get it. You know, you know what I'm saying the Rangers done the Cowboy playing Arlington. You know, I know the team in Arlington. But I so mean, here's the thing. That's why, for the most part, I stay off of it. So maybe it, this is a segue to people that don't like the way the Cowboys are covered uh, in social media. <laughs> maybe they can they can do things differently. I don't know if we're talking about anyone specifically. <laughs> well, Mike. Well, I was going to go into Michael Parsons and how he's dealing with social media right now on his podcast. And Micah is uh, Micah. Yeah, and for you guys, obviously you come from new school, old school generation. Things have changed a lot since yeah. you guys first started reporting on this team. How do you feel when you see a guy, a, a, a superstar like Michael Parsons, sitting and giving his deepest, most thoughts in front of a microphone, unedited, without a PR person standing behind him? Does any of that make you nervous? How do you feel about it? Right, it's, it's not a nervous issue because that's the way of the world. They, they're on social media. That, that's their right. I was pissed off last week because he didn't talk to us for two weeks, okay? And he blamed the national media when he, you know, he got, that's why I didn't talk to the media last week because how are you going to punish us? True. Because you're mad at them. And then get on your, your podcast. So I didn't like that, you know, because, you know, do your job. Do your duty. You're supposed to talk to the media every year, every week. He hadn't talked to the media for two weeks. He talked today. But so that that was my thing. But, yeah, you got to, I mean, I follow players on social media. That's what you have to do. We write stories based on social media reactions. And, and certainly you, you, can, you can, when people, things happen, people die, people retire, whatever else, you can get quotes and reactions from players in real time. On social media, so that that's the new game, that's the new world. That that's certainly what sure. we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when you look at what Micah does and how he uses his platform, it's the the good comes with the bad, and the bad comes with the good. It's whatever you, however you want to look at it. You can complain about how you know the Cowboys are covered or how they're viewed or the criticism, but the praise goes the same way when it does. And so there's a reason why this brand is what it is, and it's because of the good and the bad. And so I think Micah Micah's young. He's he's 24 or something like that. He he he's just kind of getting an understanding of what this is. I mean, we've talked to Dak Prescott. About about this uh, many times and he knows that this is kind of what comes with playing for the Dallas Cowboys and I think you just have to understand those things that like you know you're going to get the good you're going to get the bad how do you filter those things and not let that become everything that you kind of think about yeah and the more that you react like that then the more bad because I, I could argue with you that you know you get the good and the bad I don't think so. Like, I, I really don't think so. I don't think that you, that the the same guys that, that that sit up there on those national shows and all that that you know. I think that they want to be cowboy haters because they understand they lean into that. They they lean into it. They understand that 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 helps them. Yeah. That helps them because then it's like, oh, I hate this guy, Stephen A. Smith. What what is he going to say about the Cowboys? Well, he just won. He won because that's exactly what they want right. him to do. And I don't think it's the same when they win because what happens is it's really easy. You. They go and beat the 49ers, not 42 to 10. That would have been different. But if right. you just beat the 49ers, the, the narrative would be good win. Doing what happens in the playoffs? Well, that's exactly. because well, that's because it's gotten stale over 27 years. But if they won the Super Bowl, that that would be a whole different level than any of the other 31 teams. Won yeah, the but Super they haven't won a Super Bowl, so we're going to deal. We're going to deal with what's going on now. Right, I mean, right. what's going on now, and and that's what they people think. Well, you're a Dak. I, I rail against the narratives. I think they're narratives. I don't, and I, I agree with Mike. I don't think that they do it fairly. And I got into it with some ESPN people yeah. last week. Like, well, it's the star. No, the star has nothing. The star is about the fans. It has nothing to do with how a media person analyzes someone's play. 
and and how they why they talk about this guy or that guy or this team. It should not be because of the star. But, if you're being fair about your analysis, yeah. But but let me ask you this: Do you think Bill Belichick is going to get the Patriots where they need to go right now this year? Do you think that as a coach he can get his team up there because he's the greatest of all time? No, no. Be, well, but he's the greatest of all time. But so that's the thing. No one, no one says. Well, the Patriots and Bill Belichick. No one goes through the past fifteen to twenty years with his career and apply it to right now. Why are we applying twenty years for the Cowboys oh, and applying it right now? I was told because of Jerry Jones. Because Jerry Jones said so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It may make but yeah, so moving on. So <laughs> so again, like I said, I've been I've been on this battle railing against narratives. I'm not necessarily defending Dak. Yeah. I'm railing against narratives. And because I I got into it with Dan Olasky, all those guys, like I said, did y'all talk about the person that led the NFL in interceptions in twenty twenty one? No. Or twenty? Did y'all do any breakdown? I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. No, they didn't. And and you know they they did not do off season breakdown. Did not talk about the interceptions incessantly uh, in those years about the person who led the league in interceptions. They only did it this past year when it was that. You know, and just like yeah. now, who's the interception leader? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Jalen Hurts and your boy and, and Josh Allen. Josh and, Allen. And, and, you know, they all got eight interceptions and, and everything else. But no one's using that as an indictment of their abilities and whether they can get somebody to the Super Bowl right. or anything like that. It's just just keep it real. But as long as you guys have been writing on the Dallas Cowboys, that's been the narrative, regardless of how it changes what? or who it changes with. It's so with. crazy to me because somebody yeah. said it's the media. The media is the one who says the Cowboys should win every year. So that's why they get the grief. I said no one has covered the Cowboys longer than me, and I've never picked them to win the Super Bowl. So tell me how I, as a media member who's covered the team up close and personal more than any of you guys. You are a legend. You know, just tell me (laughs) how we, the media, is the reason that we put the Cowboys in. I've never done that. I've never picked the Cowboys to win one Super Bowl. It's because everyone loops media in one. I mean, it's the local. But no media has picked the Cowboys to win Super Bowls. I'm sure there's people sitting up there in national media. I mean, but it's not. I mean, it's. I mean, you go back to 2006, 2007. No, 2000. You know, after they two during the season when they 2007 when they were 13 and three and had the yeah. best record, there are people that thought the Cowboys should win. Going to 2008, you know, you think, well, maybe they have a chance to do it finally. Three and zero to start. You yeah. know, but it wasn't like every year the media is putting the Cowboys on the press. It's the Cowboys year. That's not facts. Yeah. But here you are, like you, it, it ticks you off when Micah says, "I'm not going to talk to to the media because of something that the national media says." When you and media, they're not real media, yeah. they're, they're they're that's entertainment. That's what I'm trying to tell them because I've talked to them like <laughs> Micah, Shady McCoy, Joy. That's not media. That's entertainment. Okay, they're not the, 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 those first take shows. That's not media. That's I mean, I'm media. I know media. I've been in the, that's entertainment. They're not interested in journalism. They're not interested in being fair. They're interested in presenting both sides. Yeah. They're interested yeah. in but then hot takes. But then you're segmenting something that these guys, when they look yeah. at it, that, and Joy Taylor yeah. or Shady McCoy yeah. says Dak is that, ass that, and it travels that, to everybody. Right, because no one it. watches the show, so they say it, they put it on social media, and it goes viral. That's what they're looking True. for. True, exactly. Because no one watches the show. But that that's hot takes. That's not media. 
But doesn't it? That's work? not journalism. But what doesn't it work when Micah says, "I'm not talking to you because of something that the national oh, yeah. media said." Yeah. Then Nacho goes out there and gets the defendant. I mean, that's perfect. That leads right. Right. They go it. back. They go back and forth, yeah. and so he helps create their content. Yeah. You know, you're feeding into their content when you respond. Yeah, that's that's what he's. Got and so, about. like last week, it just frustrated me because so Micah responds. And so ESPN did this whole segment, the first take, all of them, whole segment about Micah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and then Acho and everybody else is doing this whole segment about Micah. The Cowboys ain't even playing this week. It's a freaking bye week, and the whole ESPN is coming for Micah and, that's and the Cowboys. You, and that's Jerry off to the side going. Oh, Jerry you. loves it. That's what but he wants. He loves it, but as as a media person, as I media. Know. That's not journalism. Well, you know what? That's that's entertainment because we, I'm giving you what you want to hear, but that ain't journalism. But when we started, when we started, you know, when I started covering the team, I mean, you you never you never showed that you you had, were a fan. The worst thing you could do was Bias. be a home. Right. right. But but where did it go the other way where it's okay to be a hater? A hater. Like that's okay. That's what I don't understand. Like, you know, and it's not just Stephen A. It's it's uh it's, it's Bart Scott, Ryan Clark. I mean, what the the coach, the big coach, the Rex Ryan. Yeah. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's like, you know, oh, if I'm related to Buddy Ryan, I, I got to hate you. just got to hate the Cowboys. And, and, you know, it's just like that's just the that's what it is. And for every Michael Irvin that goes the other way, there's about 10. That, well, let's see. And I'm glad you brought Michael up because I, I've said this. You can say what you want about Michael. Michael is unabashedly a Cowboy fan. OK, he roots for the Cowboys, root for the Cowboys. You've never heard Michael Irvin hate on another team or another player because of the rivalry. You've never heard him not be fair about Jalen Hurts, about the Eagles because of the rivalry. He just is an unabashedly Cowboy fan, but he never denigrates and downgrades another team. These guys are purposely downgrading the Cowboys and Dak and their accomplishments and what they've done and how they are because of the rivalry. To me, that's the difference. You're not being Mike Irvin. You're being the other way. That's a great point. That's a great point because if anybody has a reason to be against the Eagles, it would be Michael. Right, because he could do it and right, get away the, with the it. The fan base, like like Stephen A. says, I hate the Cowboys because the fan base. Well, Michael Irvin can say, Well, I hate the Eagles because the fan base. They booed me when I was paralyzed. Yes. No, but he doesn't do that. That's true. But as a combination of what both of them are saying, it's also, I don't, I don't really view that as journalism. Like I just don't view any of that with any journalist. I mean, the stuff that we do in terms of. Uh, uh, independent writers and stuff there's a there's a level of journalistic ethics that i make sure to follow all the time whether i'm talking to players writing whatever i'm doing they don't have to do all that yeah, they don't well, do mike is going to understand I mean, there's a reason why the phrase is what it is power of the press mike is going to understand that you're not going to win the battle you're right. not going to win it and it's only going to look worse if you keep trying to fight it you're so. right and, 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 but the difference between michael and in the past when you tried to fight the battle you had to fight the battle through the media Michael is fighting a battle with his own media. Exactly. You know, so his that, own that brand. his own brand and, and some people lean into that, but ultimately he doesn't talk enough because he only does it one day a week and these guys are every day a week. <laughs> you know, so you're not going to win, but but there's a difference because yeah. he has his own brand to get his thoughts out fully and not be caught up in sound bites or whatever else. So Clarence, there used to be a day when they wanted to get some uh bulletin board material. Uh, Charles Haley would have to come to you personally. And right. give and give give you a take, and, and that would then turn into bulletin board right. material. Or Jimmy Jones have to call a radio station. Exactly. You know, Just put it think in about six years headline. Now, now Charles Haley has his own podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the world is a better place. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. Scares me. <laughs> Charles got his own fucking No, he doesn't. Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking about Micah and the comparison between the two. But either sweating. way, we'll be back with more Media Mash after this. Uh. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Final final segment of Media Mash. Had a bunch have been having a bunch of fun. A lot of guys imparting knowledge and wisdom. I'm a changed man. Come back to my next podcast. I'll be a lot smarter. You get your own podcast too? Yeah, Players Lounge. Your own, your own podcast. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. The one he's no, on, man. Yeah, the one he's right. on. But it's all good. It's not good. Put words in my it, You know sorry. what I'm doing. Yeah. All right, but there's only one guy in this room that has his own podcast. Let's be right, right. And that's what that's what he was checking. I get it. I didn't. Thank you. Chris. No, I was honestly <laughs> talking about the Charles Haley thing. Like when we went to break, but Haley has his own podcast. And I started sweating a little bit, and then I was just like, okay. And then you said my own podcast. You know, I'm just. I, no, and then we're talking about Mike. I feel like everybody's got their own podcast. No, man, mine's the Players Lounge. Okay. Cowboys.com. I'm filling in for newish drugs on Media Mash, man. Uh, listen, guys, this has been so much fun. But before we leave, I got to talk about the team we're playing on Sunday at 12 p.m. I'd be remiss to not bring up the Rams. They're a pretty big deal. The Rams, dude. The Rams. And uh, just, hey, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts on the Rams. What do you think about the matchup? We, we, we follow the Rams? Yeah. What's about the matchup? The matchup. The matchup that that – Aaron Donald is the best player in that defense. Nobody else in the defense line is really that good. Control Eric Donald uh, offensively. Number two receiver. What's, what is it? Puka? Puka. 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 Yeah. Puka's playing ball. You know, and and, and 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 you know certainly, I don't think the running game is 
what it used to be. You know, one thing, the Rams used to befuddle the Cowboys with all that motion, everything they did, and they would gas them in the he run game. He changed that a lot. Yeah, well, they don't have the same runners. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, they used to gas the Cowboys in the run game, you know, with, with all the things that they used to do. Um, but it's the pass game with, with Stafford and, and those two receivers that you got to worry about. But get to the quarterback. Uh, this should be, Again, I talked about it earlier. This is a game you have to put in the bank. It's at home. The Cowboys won 10 straight. You have a chance to win 11 straight. You play decidedly much better at home over the last two years than you've done on the road. You look at the numbers this year at yeah. home compared to the road. I don't care what the Rams got. Put this in the bank. For me, it's it's really interesting coming off the Chargers game and why that was so important is because I think you finally played a, an established top tier quarterback and and we've talked about Brock Purdy you know in the right situation I think he's good but Justin Herbert is well renowned as as one of the top guys and now you're going against another one of those guys and I think the fact that you have that in your bank and I know I know Herbert missed some throws but I think the Cowboys pastors being around him and in his head contribute to some of that so for me it's stop Matthew Stafford and you stop the Rams yeah you got to win the game like Clarence said you get me got to win no excuses he has one guy on the injury report and he actually practiced in full and Wanye Thomas so you're coming off of the bye you should have some you should be well rested you should have you know some some plays hopefully this you know we'll see if they got some different plays different things that they're gonna you know look at and self-scout and see what they bring out and they're better Looked like they, they look like a better football team than than the Rams, and so you got to go show it. Yeah, it, again, go back to what we were talking about earlier. This is a third straight game with your offensive line. Those yeah. pro bowlers, those all the pros, those Hall of Famers, they get lathered up. This is, you, They should jail. It's time for them to jail. Time to get the running game going. You should be able to start looking like your best right now. But if they're not there, though, that doesn't matter, though, against Arizona. <laughs> Arizona's one and six. I get it. They're I, one. They're I Arizona. It. Well, they found they're a way one to and six. Well, see, but, 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 okay, let's, 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 before we go. Uh oh, I, I started. Before we go, <laughs> my problem with the Arizona game is this defense. Yep. Forget the offensive line. The defense talked about being the greatest defense on earth. Generational. Talk, generational championship defense. You can't give up three hundred yards rushing. You can talk about the offensive line all you want to. They still move the ball. They had opportunities. Mm-hmm. You can't give up 300 yards. Every time the offense tried to get back in the game, the defense got gashed. Had nothing to do with Diggs. I, I get that. Diggs don't play the run like that. I mean, I, they're probably better against the run without Diggs. Right. You know, right. Uh, the defense, you cannot get gashed like that. The defense, on whatever it was, that should not have happened. I agree. But I, I – you know, I give if they get to play again tomorrow. I mean, the defense is what it is. I mean, there's there's no, Diggs not coming back. So, well, that's, I think that's the defense a, will be better. I mean, right. I think that the, the, they'll they, be better if your offense can actually get you know get first down to get move you know get off the field. I'm if, stay on if, the field. If, if, if you the the Bears and the Ravens don't give up a point <laughs> against an offense that's one dimensional, they got a quarterback don't do want to do nothing but run the ball. They should not give up ten points against that team. What are we talking about? Cardinals? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. You lost me on Ravens and the Bears. Well, that's who they want to be. That's who they've talked about being. Oh, the 85. I'm sorry. 85 Bears. <laughs> 85 yeah, they, Bears. They, that's who they well, talked not, about they're being. Not, they're well, not I'm just saying, Bears. but that's what they – if you, okay, if you that not. championship defense, if you – all the things that we've talked about, blowing smoke and we're that team they're and not. we're this great defense because what they did against the Jets, what they did against the Giants – 
Don't give up 10 points. Okay, we but beat, they're, not, they're not 85. We beat this team last year 22 to 10, I believe, week five. Who, Rams? Yeah. With Cooper Rush. With Cooper Rush. Okay. So this is one of those games, like you said, Clarence, if you want to, hey, hey, want everybody to take you serious, you've been in the same uh, conversation with the 91-92 Dallas Cowboys. I think we know how that finished. And that would be 11 straight at home. Guys, I appreciate right. that. Good I appreciate stuff. y'all, man. Uh, Saad, Clarence, Nick, it's the Media Mash. We'll see y'all. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!